Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We're here. Back at it. Oh, I was just going to say that. Back at it again. (laughs) Really. We're reading each other's minds. (laughs) As always. Mm -hmm. Really, truly, as always. How's life, Savannah? Um, you know, it's going pretty good. Um, I just, I wanted to give an update on Parm. Parmy, how's she doing? Yeah, last week I said, you know, she wasn't feeling well, had to get her on some medicine, and she's doing a lot better. Yay! So, oh my god, yay. That's good. Yes. We love a good life update from Parm. I'm, you know, on the bottle of the medication, it didn't really say how many days to give it to her. Mm-hmm. And probably until it's gone, I have to assume. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It does say get rid of it after 10 days, so I think I'm just going to go with 10 days. 10 days you know. sounds like a solid bet. Yeah. Little Parmy, so. I'm so glad she's doing better. I know, I know. No, it was a little bit horrible, but now it's it's going good. Yay. Glad to see she's back at it. Back mm-hmm. at it again. Um, I, on the other hand, am fine, but I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. The, the new one. Oh my gosh. And I'm a little scared, because I, I heard it might be a little sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know I want to be sad. I, see, I saw the first one. I can't. No, I did definitely see the second one. How many there's have two. there been? Well, two? now there's three. Okay. Like, the third one is out now. Yeah. I think I remember the first one more. I don't really remember what happened in the second one. Really? I remember <laughs> both of them very well because, honestly, I can't even lie. Like, those are my favorite Marvel movies, or at least, oh, like, yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember the first one more, but the second one's about um his dad. Right. Okay. And, and like, there's Baby Groot. In that mm-hmm. one. Baby right. Groot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and apparently in this new one, he's going to be teenage Groot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So in the first one, he's like adult Groot. Then he's baby Groot, yes. and now he's teenage Groot. We're a little backwards here. He's not even Benjamin Button at this point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess Benjamin Button. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, so, you know, movie review coming next week, if I can remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to remind you. <laughs> True. True, true. But um, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't really have nothing else. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself... What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, um, well, let's just, let's just get right on into it. So this week I have sort of like, I don't know how to describe this as. It's kind of like a lost treasure. That's what I can say. Yeah, a lost treasure. Ooh, okay. Um, so this is going to be about the Amber Room. Mm, okay, never heard of that. Okay. Um, so, I I kind of figured that. Because I didn't really ever... I've never heard about it either. Uh, so, I have some description of what it is. Yeah, give us the deets. <laughs> so, the Amber Room was a room decorated with amber panels backed with, like, gold leaf and mirrors. And it's just super fancy. Wow, that <laughs> sounds extremely bougie. Yes, very bouge. Um, <laughs> it was constructed in the 18th century in Prussia. 
which Prussia is no longer a country. Mm, rest in peace to Prussia. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and it was designed by German Baroque sculptor Andre- Andreas Schulter and Danish craftsman Gottfried Wolfram. Well, now, um, those are some names. Yes, yeah, some 18th century names. Mm-hmm. Um, some 18th century German and Danish names. <laughs> Um, they worked on it until 1707, and then, uh, these other guys took over who were Amber Masters, is what they were described as, mm-hmm. which I that's guess... That's pretty cool. Yeah, like, I guess that's a thing, to be a master in Amber. Yeah. Um, got another Gottfried, um, Gottfried, uh, Turau and Ernst Schott, um, they continued their work. And finished up the room. So this room was intended in, um, when it got started, like when, yeah, when it was like first thought of, it was intended for the Charlotte, Charlottenburg Palace in Berlin, um, in Prussia at the time. And it was actually installed at the Berlin City Palace in Prussia. Okay. And it remained... Oh, what did you say? I said, very interesting. I'm very curious about this room. I know. Yeah. And it's... Okay. This next part is, like, kind of interesting to me, too. So, it remained in Berlin until 1716 when the Prussian king, uh, Frederick William I, he gave it to Tsar Peter the Great of, of the Russian Empire... Um, he gave it to him to, like, create an alliance. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, taken apart and then reinstalled. (laughs) What the heck? Yeah. I was like, like, what do you mean he gave him the room? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. They spent, like, I think they, they started it in 1701. And I think they, they, like, finished it in 1716. And then he, like, immediately gave it to this guy. (laughs) Well, they were like, bro, we just put it together. It, no, exactly. he's like take it all apart mm-hmm. um so yeah i think the the Tsar peter the great he was he like went to go see it or something um or he was probably visiting the prussian king and he like went to go show him this and he's like i love this room so he gave it to him because he's like okay now our countries have an alliance yeah i mean pretty smart honestly yeah so, it was given to him, and it was installed at the Catherine Palace of uh, Zarsko Silo, which is near St. Petersburg, Russia. Oh, cool. And, um, and actually, at the time, St. Petersburg was pretty new, and it was um, created by Peter the Great. So, that's kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. Um... It was covered in more than, um, oh no, sorry. It covered more than 900, or 590 square feet, um, okay. which is like five, uh, which is 55 square meters for people who don't know f- feet. Um, and it contained over six tons of amber. Wow. That, okay. Do you imagine how long, I would have been so mad if I was a worker, if they were like, move that much amber. I'd be like, I'm sorry. No. I know. Yeah. I mean, like, it definitely wouldn't have... 
take as long because like it's already all created so I guess it, you can take it off and then yeah. reinstall it but it, it's definitely going to take some time mm -hmm. and effort. <laughs> it was also it was considered an eighth wonder of the world. No way. Um, and it is guessed to be worth about 150 to 300 million dollars in today's money. Wow. That's a lot of cash. Yes. And it was reconstructed. Um, so like a replica was made in 1979. Um, and, or it was started in 1979 and completed and reinstalled at the Catherine Palace in 2003. No way. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but also the way, like, I didn't mention yet that it is no longer in the Catherine Palace, like the original. What? So that's why a reconstruction had to be made. Yeah. What so, the heck is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Something happened to it. Um, as, as you may have guessed, you know, or what do you, what do you think could have happened? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. You said it was a mystery of lost treasure. So I'm assuming somebody <laughs> lost the room, but how does a person lose a room? Um, thieves. Oh, that, that's a lot of amber to thieve. Yeah, it is. It is. But when I explain it, it will make sense. So... It was taken during World War Two mm, by the Nazis. By the Nazis? Is that what you just yes. said? Yes. Yes. By the Nazis? Yes. They actually <gasps> stole a lot of art. You um, know what? I think I did know that, actually. That they stole a lot of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they stole, like, yeah, just countless pieces of art. And some were, like, uh, lost forever just because, like... Soldiers would take them and put them just in their homes oh and God. just keep them there. Um, but yeah, it was taken by the Nazis in 1941 and they thought that this, um, you know, they're like this room, like it belongs to Germany because it was technically built here. It needs to come back since it was in Russia at the time. Whatever. And I guess the part of Prussia that it was made in was Russia. part of now? Germany. Oh, okay. Like, later. Yeah. So that's why they said that it was German. I don't know. Anyways, they took it. Um, and uh, to try to prevent this, because, like, people at the time, they knew that they were going around stealing things. So uh, they were trying to, you know, like, hide it and prevent them from stealing yeah. all of this precious stuff. So this guy um, named Kuchimov, he was the, like, he was working as, like, a protector almost for this room. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, let's cover it in wallpaper so they won't see it. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But, unfortunately, they saw right through it. Mm. And they... You know, they knew it was there, so they, they ended up taking it anyway. Oh, they really suck. Yeah. I know we for, all know that. But for like, many I'm, reasons. Yeah. Like, that's an obvious statement, but just reiterating it. Yeah. So, it was taken 
by the Nazis to Königsberg, which is a, a city in Germany that is now known as um, Kaliningrad, or Kaliningrad, and it was taken there, and it was supposed to be displayed there. But it ended up getting put in the basement of a castle, like in all the crates and stuff that they had boxed it up in, and like so it was taken in 1941 and then in 1944 so a few years later uh Königsberg um or Königsberg or I'm sorry I just have all these names that are no, like yeah. hard to say but anyway Königsberg it was destroyed by allied bombers oh snap so it, yeah. it was destroyed well that's where the question lies um that is one theory. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's like the most obvious theory that it was destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. But like, there's other like other people are like, well, maybe maybe it did survive and it's somewhere else, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So so here are the questions: like, did it survive? Did they end up moving it before? the area was bombed that's what i was gonna say like did they know about the bomb and like got stuff out of there mm-hmm. um yeah so like so like what happened to it i don't know um we're gonna go through the first sort of theory that it just didn't survive right mm-hmm. so this professor um professor alexander brusov he was sent by the soviets to recover the stolen artifacts and he says, um, he says that they were destroyed. Okay. So he, like, went there physically and was like, yeah, I found the burnt remains of three out of four of the mosaics that were in the amber room. So I just think, like, they, they were destroyed. Because I saw, like, remnants and I could tell that that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all of it's destroyed. Well, there's, yeah, there's that. Um, and some people just didn't believe him at all. <laughs> that There's also that. Yeah, so there's that too. So the guy who was, like, protecting it in the first place, like, um, Kuchimov, that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. he says... He said that he didn't believe it, and he, like, refused to accept that it was destroyed. Was he so, just saying that to protect his job? Well, <laughs> he he started his own investigation, but, but yeah, like, there's part of it that's, like, was he just saying this because he failed at keeping it safe? Right. And he's, like, feels guilty? Right, and he's just, like, there's just no way I would let that happen. Like, there's no way it's destroyed. Exactly, exactly. So, like, with his own, his own, like, mind, he's like, no, like, there's no way, there's no way. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess there's a chance. Yeah. Hmm. So, there are some other theories about this. Um, one, one theory was that it was on board a ship called the Wilhelm Gustloff. Okay. Which was a German transport ship that sunk in January of 1945. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and it was hit by a German submarine. 
Um, many people have actually dove to look at this ship, um, like through the wreckage and everything, but nobody, nothing from the Amber Room has ever been found in this wreckage. So that one's kind of out. Yeah, that's giving it's not there. Mm-hmm, unfortunately. Um, there are some pieces of the Amber Room that were recovered, not, not in the ship, but just, you know, in general recovered. Mm-hmm. A cabinet and the fourth Florentine mosaic. So, oh, one of the mosaics. Yeah. And that actually sort of um, fits with the story of the professor who went to the building and, like, went to look at it. Yeah. Because he said he saw three of the four of them. That's true. So, I don't know. Hmm. It's not looking good. No. But the um, the fourth mosaic, it was actually found because a, a German sh- soldier, um, a Nazi, he had stolen the mosaic in 1941 when they took everything, and his son had it in 1997. What? Yeah. And German authorities uh, took it back. Wow. So, so yeah, that's, and then that's so weird to me. Like, I feel like I've, I've definitely heard of that happening before too, where like, uh, people will look through like their grandparents things or even their parents things. And they're like, why do you have this? No, I've definitely heard of people doing <laughs> that too. And then it's like, yeah, did I not tell you that I was a Nazi soldier and I stole this in the war? Right. It's like, what? I'm so glad that has never happened to me and any of my family members. Right, right. Like, there's no way. Um, yeah. If you have any German an- ancestry, I don't know. But... Well, actually, I don't know my ancestry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a little afraid to give it to the websites. Yeah. <laughs> well, after this, even more afraid. Exactly. But... <laughs> um. So, yeah. Those are the only things that have really ever been recovered. That's sad. Because I did, in fact, Google it while you were telling me the story. And this room is beautiful. It is. Like, it's... It, um, I think they said it was used for, like, meditation. Like, they went in there and, like, meditated. Man, I want to do some yoga in there so bad. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so, the weirdness doesn't stop there, though. Uh, there are some, like, weird deaths linked to this room. What? Linked to people trying to find it. Wow, so much is going on with this little room. I know, I know. So, an amateur historian named George Stein, he dedicated years of his life to finding the Amber Room. And he was murdered in a Bavarian forest in in 1987. Oh my god, by... Who? Forest people? I don't... See, I don't know by who, but I know um, they said that he was disemboweled with a (gasps) scalpel. Oh, my God. In the forest. In the forest. That's what... I'm like... I had to be some people living in the forest, for real. And, like, maybe he, came into their land. Or somebody was like, let me know. Let me know the secrets of where this room is. Exactly. That's what it's giving. Because it's just like in, um, let's bring it back to something that we've watched, um, Outer Banks, um, <laughs> where they're looking for treasure and people are getting killed over it. This oh, is yeah. the same thing. No, that's true. Treasure hunters do not play around. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's scary. Like, they find out your 
looking for this treasure and they're like no it's mine yeah no that's horrifying and he was literally disemboweled like oh no 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 yes um and a second death linked to it um a deputy head of russia's foreign intelligence unit general yuri gusev died in a mysterious car accident in 1992 and he was the source for a journalist that was investigating the amber room oh snap no way mm-hmm. dude i feel like there's some secret stuff still going on with this little amber room that even we don't know about i know like it, it sounds like somebody has it set up somewhere that like they don't want anyone mm-hmm. knowing about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Hmm, interesting. That's not even one of the theories I have. It's just a theory that, like, I came up with. Yeah, one of our theories. Yeah, so I have I have two other things to mention um, that are kind of, that are recent. Um, a shipwreck was actually found in 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, that they thought could finally solve this mystery. Uh, the ship was called the Karlsruhe. And it set sail in Königsberg in 1945, so, like, where it was stolen from, um, with a heavy cargo. And, uh, it was actually sank by warplanes off the coast of Poland. What? Yeah. I mean, because it was a war, so, obviously. Oh, yeah. I um, So, divers went down there, and there was, like, tons of crates and military vehicles and other stuff, and they were like, no, this looked really promising. There might be some, like, something down here from Mm -hmm. from the room. Um, And looking further into the ship's, like, documentation, the ship was documented as leaving in a hurry with a large cargo and it had 1,083 people on board. Okay, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Sounds about just as many as you would need to carry all that crap onto the boat. Maybe, but it kind of gets a little bit sad after this because unfortunately, like after a deeper look at the contents of like all of these crates... It was determined that the Amber Room was not on board and the ship was actually holding, like, a bunch of refugees. Oh, no. And they were fleeing the Nazis. Oh, my God. And they... Oh, no. Yeah, the crates found on board were people's luggage. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Only 113 people were saved oh my after God. the ship sank. Oh, my God. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. But, um, so yeah, the, the Amber Room was unfortunately not on there, but it, it did look promising at first because it seemed like yeah. maybe they just snuck away because they knew that they were going to get bombed, but. No, I really nope. believed it for, you had me for a minute. I know, I know. Um, this next one is kind of also crazy though. There are apparently tunnels underneath Konigsberg. Hmm. And this wasn't found out until 2021. What? Like the they fact that there are tunnels? Yeah, they didn't know about it. Because, That's interesting. Because they were built by the Nazis. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like a secret network of tunnels that they used because this was sort of like one of their headquarters almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so they could get around easier in, underground, right? There was five, five entrances that were found. And some of the tunnels were actually filled in. Oh, with, so like concrete. Well, I don't, I don't know. They they just said they were filled in, mm-hmm. but they were working on, like, getting like digging that out. I guess you know, mm-hmm. um, unfilling them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not concrete. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it is. They're just trying to, they're just trying to get through and see what's over there. Yeah, um, as they should too. Yeah, and nothing has been found there yet, but that is also promising. I mean, That's we big promising. Do we need to take some shovels or maybe some drills, I don't know, um, and go there to dig in these tunnels? I mean, that, I don't know. <laughs> Could be cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Imagine we find the Amber Room. That would be crazy. Can you imagine it's just set up down there? Oh, see, that's it's what I'm even, picturing. Yeah. It's not in boxes or anything. Like, they set it up. Yeah. No, I would love that. Okay, guys, before we move it, let's do some yoga real quick. Mm-hmm. Meditation. Yeah. See, like, okay, I don't know where I stand on this one, on, actually, you know? Because, like, part of me believes the first guy, like, the, the professor guy, and, like, I think it might be destroyed. But also, another part of me is, like, all these people are, going, are like, looking for it, so maybe it is out there? I don't know. Yeah, and also I think, because I, while I really feel like I'm leaning probably more to it just, like, blew up, like, believe in the professor or whatever, I just feel like that's worth a lot of money for somebody to just be like, nah, it's okay, let it burn, you know? I mean, but, like, nobody decided that. No, for sure, but, like, if I knew there was a giant treasure beneath this castle and it was on fire, I would be running to get as much as I could out. I guess so, but it was just, like, and it, it was probably like an explosion, too. I don't well, know. Yeah. yeah, that's true, but they, they also could have bombings. been in there, you know? Like, But know. they were bombed. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know how big this bomb is, you know? Like, is it a room? Is it, like, the castle? I don't know. I mean... I'm pretty sure they were, like, airstrikes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Like, bombed. <laughs> yeah, big bombed. Um, yeah, that's not very good. Not good hopes. Um, hmm. But, like, at the same time, like, why are people looking for it? Like, people clearly believe that it's out there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they know research. something we don't know. But, yeah. I don't know. Something's weird going on with this know. room. But I want to see it set up. But I want to see mm-hmm. the real one. Yeah, I mean, there is a replica. No, I don't want the replica. But... Yeah. I want the real, the mm-hmm. real Amber Room. Wait, where'd you say the um, replica is today? In the Catherine um, Palace, is that mm-hmm. what you said? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, in the same place that it was um, when they stole it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to go there and see it. Honestly, the replica. Even though I'd rather see the real one. Because that's yeah. cool. I don't know what I was expecting when you said the Amber Room, but it wasn't that this entire room. And honestly, like, over 500 feet for one room, that's a pretty big room. Like, my apartment was, like, 500 feet at one point in time. Yeah, like, almost 600. 590 yeah. square feet. Yeah, like, almost 600. That's a big room. That's big. Yeah. Covered in amber and gold and gems. Mm, it's really so beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the Amber Room. I I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, me Could either. be somewhere. Could be not. Could be. I don't know. Honestly, I think my final vote is that it's probably gone. Okay. Just because I feel like, I mean, unless it's in these tunnels. I'll give it one last hope until we hear about these tunnels. And then if they're not in the tunnels, I'm going to be like, mm, maybe not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, I mean, it sounds like it's still pretty new, like. Yeah. I mean, it was 2021, so two years, but that's still not that much time with, True. like. And we also don't um, know how hard it is to dig these tunnels out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because um, they, they probably want to take their time and make sure they don't break anything, right? Break all. anything or, like, collapse them in on itself. Yeah. That's yeah. a worry. A big worry. Well, hopefully maybe one day we'll have an update. I would love to do, like, an update, like, if we could ever, like, prove any of these are real or whatever or anything's found, like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. Well, hopefully we will have news in the future from that. I mean, even if they don't find it, I hope we can still, you know, like, look it up and be like, yeah, we didn't find the Amber Room there either. Even, I mean, I'd rather <laughs> them find it. Yeah, true. But... <laughs> anyway... I guess moving along to my story, um, I guess we can just get right on into it. I have for you the legend slash mystery of Spring-Heeled Jack. Oh, I think I might have heard of this before, but I don't have any clue of what it could be. Mm -hmm. That's mostly me um, all the time. (laughs) So um, this legend is actually from the UK um, and... So basically, there's this guy, right? And his name is Springheeled Jack. And he is like originally from old English folklore and is said to have existed in the Victorian era, like originally. So, you know, old, old. I love how our stories this week are old, old, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that for us. Um, uh, there have been sightings of Springheeled Jack. From London to Sheffield to Liverpool and even the Midlands in Scotland. So kind of all over. Like, really. Um, So, yeah. Let's just dive right on in. Um, So I'll go ahead and give you a description of Springhill Jack so you can picture him in your mind. Um, He's described by his alleged victims as having an absolutely terrifying appearance. Okay. He is said to have clawed hands (gasps) and eyes... Yeah, called hands already bad. <laughs> Don't want that. Um, and then his eyes apparently resemble red balls of fire. Not good. Oh my god! See, like when you say Springheeled Jack, that does not sound like somebody <laughs> that you're like. Oh, his victims. I was right. like not ready for you to say. Right, something. Springheeled Jack is giving to me like an old man sitting on his porch, like playing a banjo. Right, and like this creature this- is terrifying Mm -hmm. springhill jack is not that let me tell you that right now um some reports claim that he is wearing like a black cloak and then like beneath the cloak he wore this helmet and not really a helmet like we see today it's like kind of like a tight fitting white garment like possibly even like a some kind of a skin like wrapped around his head oh i don't know how to describe uh, it other than that just think of, like, back in the olden days when people used to wear things on their heads. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> that's what it's giving. Um, and all reports claim, this will really help you picture him, um, that he has a very devil-like appearance. That he looks like a man, like humanoid in a way, but also, like, a very typical devil. Okay. 
Yeah. I think I, I think I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. So he said to be tall and thin and dressed like a gentleman. And, you know, some do say that he can breathe blue and white flames from his mouth. What? Um, so it's giving maybe actually the devil, capital. Um, yeah. And so I said he has claws for hands. And some people describe his claws as like metallic. So I don't know if we're getting into like, oh. what's his name? Wolverine here. Um, I was going to say like he's getting a manicure or what? <laughs> a manicure. Maybe though. Maybe both. He's getting that chrome, the chrome acrylics. Um, yeah, see? Exactly. <laughs> but, okay, okay. All of that aside. So, basically, this man just kind of looks like a devil. He kind of, when I pictured him at first, I was thinking about the little, like, the evil guy in um, pa- the Powerpuff Girls. The red man. Yes. That's what I'm um, picturing. Yes. I can't remember his name to save my life right now, but I. if you know, you know. I think I know, but let me just... Yeah, you Google it. Yeah, you'll see him. Um, But, so you're just imagining this little devil guy, right? But most importantly, the most important fact about Spring-Hill Jack, and it's also how he gets his name, is that he can jump extremely far, like inhuman jumps. Mm -hmm. Um, So the character that you're talking about Mm -hmm. is just called him. (laughs) Him. Wow, that's scary. (laughs) But yeah, that's what I picture. So it's giving that vibe. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It is really giving that vibe. I did not think that was his name. I had a feeling, and I looked it up, and I was correct. So well, that's amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so that's why he's called Spring Hill Jack, because he can jump far, very far, as if he has like springs under his feet or okay, under his yeah. heels. I figured it had to do with some sort of jumping. Yeah, and I think Jack. You know, I think they were just like Jack fits at the end of this real, real well. Like, I don't think there's any person that he's named after, like, to be Jack, you know? Yeah, it's just, like, a common name, probably, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. Like, good old Jack, John, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to Written Legend, newspaper articles first report um, Spring Hill Jack in September of 1837. And so, this sighting occurred in London when this local businessman was walking back home after working, like, a really late night one night. So this man is just bebopping around the town, having a peaceful little walk home. Then all of a sudden, boom, um, this man is shook, shook to the core because this mysterious figure is somehow, somehow, some way able to jump over this like nine foot tall fence that's like that this man is walking beside because he's walking by a cemetery. Okay. Which obviously, you know, most cemeteries are like fenced in. Um, so this like creature somehow jumps over a nine-foot-tall fence and, like, lands right directly in front of him, directly in his path. Oh, And it's dark outside. He's tired, just wants to get home from work, and then that happens. I would be over it, girl. Over it. I'd be over it, too. Like, what is (laughs) going on? Are you serious? (laughs) Luckily for him, no attack was reported, but, you know, his description to authorities was very creepy and very worrisome. Um, he claims that he saw a very muscular human with devilish features, like long pointed ears and a nose and protruding glowing eyes. Oh, disgusting. So like, that's like the first written down, at least that I could find story of Spring Hill Jack. But I do think that it was kind of a little bit of a legend before that too. So, okay. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So the story I just told you happened in September of 1837 and 
not even a whole month later in October of the same year, a girl by the name of Mary Stevens was walking to Lavender Hill, which was apparently like where she was working at the time. And so she was walking. Um, she had just apparently this is the time period. Also, everybody was walking everywhere. Okay. No cars, obviously. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So Mary, little Mary, was walking from Lavender Hill um, home that night, which is also interesting because the other man was working when walking home didn't realize that connection until just right now um and apparently she was walking through this place called um clapham common and when she walked through there she saw a strange figure leap at her from a dark alley and she claims that it grabbed her and immobilized her with like his tight grip and then he began to kiss her face and rip her clothes not completely off but just like ripping them like just destroying her clothes and then like oh my god trying to scare her by like running his claws like over her arm and stuff like just being disgusting um she describes his claws as quote unquote cold and clammy like a corpse disgusting no get your hands off of mary um so because mary was obviously trying her hardest to fight back um, screaming, fighting, people did hear and see what was going down. Um, so people started like running obviously to help this poor girl. And when the people started chasing him, he vanished so quickly that nobody even saw where he went. Even though there was like a big group of people that did see him. So, oh my God. Yeah. So he was not seen again that night, but the very next day he was seen again. Um, this time he jumped in front of a moving carriage um, a horse-drawn carriage, which caused the entire carriage as well as the horses to lose control and crash, and it severely hurt all the people inside the carriage. And I think one of the horses like broke one of his legs. Oh my god! <laughs> because of this, leg. literally. Um, and several witnesses claim that they saw a leaping man um, jump over a nine-foot-tall like wall to get in front of, like, to land in front of this carriage. Um, So that's horrible. And even worse Mm -hmm. than that is as he was like running and jumping away, um, they said that he was laughing like a maniacal laugh as he was just bouncing away. Oh. After just like literally causing people to be severely hurt. So. Just like an evil little laugh. Just an evil. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's exactly what I imagined. (laughs) So. After these stories obviously got out, you know, the news of Spring Hill Jack spread real quickly, and that made the sightings of him grow even more, too. So, a few months after, like, that whole incident in those few weeks of time, um, now it's January 9th of 1838, the Lord Mayor of London, okay, Sir John Cohen, revealed that he had received multiple anonymous complaints about this weird jumping man, and apparently he had gotten so many complaints and reports of him that he felt the need to make a public announcement about it. Um, So he was like, gather around, gather around people. Um, And in this little public announcement, he basically said that he didn't believe what these people were saying. But I'm like, well, so why are you making a public statement then? Yeah. Like, why did you need to call everyone and say, (laughs) Hey guys, like, I don't believe you. So go back about your days. (laughs) Well, he was like, I don't believe you. 
he's like, I just want everybody here to know, like, I don't believe these stories, but here's what they're saying. And then, like, said what they were saying. I'm like, okay, so you're just spreading, you think you're spreading misinformation? Right. right, right. I think, I think that he just didn't want to seem crazy believing them. I think he did actually believe them, though. I, yeah, I I understand that. Yeah. Which I, I get that, you know, he's the Lord or whatever I said he was, the Lord Mayor of London at the time. So, you know, he couldn't have a bad rep, I suppose. But, um... So after he made his statement, word, that's when word really spread and started spreading like throughout the entire UK instead of just like around London. Um, Yeah. So there are countless like stories and reports of people who have witnessed Spring Hill Jack, um, but they're all the same, you know, just this, he's just this man looking real weird, jumping around like crazy. And he just likes to cause trouble. Anywhere he goes, there's always trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just, it's not even good trouble, man. Jack, calm down. That's mm-hmm. what I got to say. So when the legend was, like, just starting out, um, like, at the very beginning, like what I told you, um, the reports of Spring Hill Jack were all in the same area, even just, like, within streets apart, you know, like, just all in London, very, very close together. But once the word got out about Spring Hill Jack, the distance between the stories got, like, huge. So that's when people kind of stopped believing in him, you know, if that makes sense. So. Yeah. The beginning of the spread happened in the 1870s, so about 40 years after, like, the original sightings. And let's see here. Okay, so in May, April and May of 1873, so that's literally about 40 years after the first sightings, um, there were countless sightings of what the people call the park ghost in Sheffield. But locals actually became you know, or not became, came to call this park ghost, um, Spring Hill Jack, because they actually thought this ghost might be the ghost of what was once Spring Hill Jack. Oh, so now he's a ghost. So now too. maybe he died or I don't know, maybe he's a ghost too. I don't know if maybe oh there's two, I don't know. Um, but yeah, locals, I mean, they're just like, yeah, we believe this is the ghost of Spring Hill Jack and he haunts this park. So, literally thousands of people gather in this park every year to try to talk to the ghost of Spring Hill Jack. Like, oh it's my God. very believed. But I don't really believe he's there. I mean, maybe. I don't know, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a possibility, maybe. I guess so. <laughs> um, so, in fast-forwarding just a little bit more, in August of 1877, one of the most notable reports came in about Spring Hill Jack, okay? Allegedly, he was seen by a group of soldiers in what is called the Alderson Barracks. And their story goes a little bit like this, okay? So this guy, they didn't give his name. I'm just going to make up a name right now. We're going George. So George, he was on duty um, at the north camp of the Alderson Barracks one night. And he was just patrolling alone. You know, nothing was ever, nothing was going on during this time. So he was just, you know patrol in the area looking around just standing outside in the darkness literally a whole lot of nothing is going on so you know he's just looking around in the darkness when all of a sudden his attention is like drawn to this weird like figure that looks like it could be a person like maybe or maybe just like a bush or something but it's like standing across the road from him pretty pretty far but like he can still see it okay Mm-hmm. So he's like squinting his eyes, trying to see what it is, like if it's moving, if he's crazy. He's like, do I need another coffee? I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> right. Like, maybe. Right. But um, as he's, like, literally staring, squinting, um, it starts running towards him. Fast. <gasps> no. Fast. And then the second it started running, it starts making a metallic sound, is what he said. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But, I don't know, but I don't like it. Mm-mm. So the, sh- the soldier shot around to try to scare it, but it did oh. not stop running. Oh, oh God. That, that scares me so bad. If you guys have seen the movie um, Get Out, where the guy like runs right at the camera and then immediately turns, that's what I'm picturing right now. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But th- he did not turn. In fact, he ran directly to him. Um, and so after he shot the shot, you know, he didn't stop running towards him. He, the thing, the creature that he is seeing runs right up to him, jumps over him and vanishes out of sight. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so vanishing the soldier, out of sight, that, I mean, is he a ghost? Like, is, is he know. a ghost or is, can he just jump really far? Oh, uh, well, cause that's yeah, the thing. I that could explain it too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, obviously, this soldier is, like, looking around. He's like, okay, I'm not tripping. Like, that definitely happened. Where did this thing go? And what the heck was that? So, he's looking around, trying to see if he can, like, see where it went. When all of a sudden, this creature reappears beside him almost immediately out of nowhere and starts slapping him in the face several times. What? Yeah. He's just slapping him. Slapping him. <laughs> This Slapping is just him. ridiculous. Like, Absolutely ridiculous. And the soldier said, quote, his hands were as cold as a corpse. Which is a commonality here. If you've caught on. Yeah, um, sounds like it. So at this point, the um, <laughs> this creature and this soldier are kind of having a, like a little bit of a fist fight going on, you know, like the yeah, creature is like, like slapping him and like... he's like, stop, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people you know a fight is a a little baby fight is going on and so noise is being made and some of the other soldiers that were around are starting to hear and notice something's going on so they come out and try to you know check on him and they realize oh okay something's attacking this man you know our our fellow soldier let's go help him um other men shot at it it did absolutely nothing did not move not even a little um but after, like, the last shot that they fired at him, um, Spring Hill Jack leapt over all of their heads, landing, like, behind them. I'm picturing a superhero movie. Um, and according to them, Spring Hill Jack just simply stood there, staring th- at them and watching them and grinning a distinguishedly evil grin. I Mm-mm. don't like that. Mm-mm. mm 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 and so they're literally all in a line looking at this creature that's just smiling at them. So they're trying to shoot him <laughs> a lot right now. And again, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. And so some sources say maybe possibly their guns were like, maybe they were firing blanks and not actual bullets. Because they're like, why are why is the gun not doing anything to him? Valid question. Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, maybe they're firing blanks. Um, but that was never proven or denied. Um, and even if you shoot, are shooting a blank, like, that kind of still hurts, you know? Like, yeah, like you still get hit with something. It's right, just not a bullet. You're st- exactly. You're still going to get hit, but just not, you know, yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, 
maybe maybe he's a ghost I don't know I really don't know what's going on but um then as he's you know standing there laughing and they're just shooting the creature runs towards them again spits fire at them like blue flat fire and then jumps off and disappears into the darkness once again so that's like the most famous story okay of a spring hill jack and what's even crazier than that is that there are several more attacks on the guards at um alderson um at the barracks at the same place that is going down so i don't know Mm. like maybe is that where he's chilling now you know i don't know um well not now but like Like, this is this is like in the late 1800s yeah this guy seems like he was all over the place yeah maybe he was just beat bopping around jumping around you know he can jump so, yeah, yeah, he can jump pretty far. So exactly. <laughs> He's just traveling by jump. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward to 1953, where there are literally even reports of Spring Hill Jack in Houston, Texas. So this man allegedly has made it to the United States of America. I don't know if I believe it. Okay. But I'm just saying. I, I mean, can he jump over? Can he jump over the over. pond? I don't know. Maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know what this man can or can't do. He seems to be able to do a lot. Um, yeah, seems like it. <laughs> seems like it. So the fact that um, Spring Hill Jack was never once caught or identified, also mixing along his, I don't know, extraordinary abilities um, to jump, <laughs> and also the fact that he was spotted in, like, multiple different centuries, this creature is unlike anything I have ever heard of. And I keep calling him a creature. Like, I don't know, is he human, ghost, creature? I don't know. I don't have any answer for you. That's why I was like, legend, mystery, cryptid, I don't know what I have for you this week. Spring Hill Jack is an anomaly of all yeah. all kinds. Um, he seems like he could just be like a guy or like, <laughs> yeah, or a creature or I don't know. Yeah, maybe all of the above. Or literally maybe just like the devil, literally, and he can like make himself be whatever he wants to be. You know, that's a theory too. I just really yeah. don't know. Um, So, you know, let's move into some of the theories of what people think is going on here. So the biggest theory, I'm sure you could guess what it is, but I'll go ahead and tell you the good old mass hysteria. Basically, if you don't know what mass hysteria is, um, it's when people like hear a story and then like psychologically convince themselves that they too had seen what they had heard from the story. And with a lot of like these crazy stories that are kind of unexplainable, the most popular theory is usually mass hysteria because people just want to be like, yeah, people are crazy. They just think things are happening. And, you know, I'm not saying mass hysteria is not real. Obviously it's real. And mass hysteria happens all the time, but I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. And it's like, once you hear something, you're like more likely to believe that it's happening. Yeah. Or like, you'll see it more often. Like there's also that theory. Yeah. True. But like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know what it what it is about, like, military men or just women, military people in general. Like, I feel like I can trust them more. Like, I feel like they're more believable. Like, I just feel like the military base, why would they say they were attacked by this creature if they weren't? You know? Yeah. Like, that is crazy to me. Like, the whole base is like, yeah, no, Spring Hill Jack's real. Huh. Like, that part is really, that's what really sold it for me to believe yeah. some kind of something is going on here Mm -hmm. but um but and oh also back to the mass hysteria i personally kind of think that 
it might have like Spring Hill Jack started out as a real, I don't know, human being, ghost, whatever you want to call him, um, creature. I think like the first stories were absolutely real. And then I do think it did turn into mass hysteria, like towards the end, you know? So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my theory at least. Cause I don't know. But, um, anyways. Yeah. Honestly. Okay. Before you move on, I kind of, I think it could have been just like a guy yeah. being weird yeah and then it turned into like they're like oh it's this creature like this devil man yeah and it's like an unnatural being mm-hmm. and it sort of just turned into that that's exactly but it was just like a creepy guy yeah exactly that's what i kind of think too and like maybe he maybe he is like a special guy like who can jump high you know people can jump crazy right crazy heights yeah not me maybe he maybe he actually did have springs in his heels that, like he there, put them in there there's also that <laughs> there is also that theory that's so funny um okay also the other really big theory is which i don't even think we've talked about this one um that this like man spring hill jack was never actually a man um but instead he was n- like i want to say ghost but basically, where the theory is like that he is an entity such as a demon, demons specifically. Okay. Um, because first of all, got to take in the evidence. He looks like a devil, <laughs> so you know that's a big thing. But yeah. But now this is crazy, Savannah. We have been doing this podcast for years at this point, and covered a hundred and twelve um stories each, right? And I learned something new with this story. about the paranormal world that i did not know before um there are these types of ghosts or entities whatever you want to call them called paranormal attackers and it's literally like a subdivision like a type of ghost like we have like you know like the the ghosts that are stuck in a loop like that's a group of ghosts and then we have like ghosts that are like stuck in a place and then we have these phantom attackers ghosts apparently Okay. And some believe that this, um, like, Spring Hill Jack can be explained because he is, like, a phantom attacker ghost. So, phantom attackers appear to be human, but display extraordinary abilities and cannot seem to be caught by authorities. Which, I mean, sounds to me like Spring Hill Jack is a phantom attacker, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, no, that's definitely, like, that's that's the definition of it. He, Literally. And people say that he's a ghost and people say that he's a person. So it's just, you know. Exactly. It makes sense. And what's crazy is that once I, like, realized, like, I never knew this, like, subgenre of ghost was a thing. But I started Googling it. And, you know, we've covered some phantom attacker ghosts in the past. And one of my favorite ones that I covered was the Boo Hag in oh, episode 12. Oh, my God. Which, if you think about it, she, too, appeared human and then was really mean and did really bad things to people and stole their skin. Um, Yeah. You know, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode 12. And I think that is one of the craziest stories I ever covered. So, you know, go back and listen. So, you know, I don't I just don't really I don't really know. I don't know what to believe, but. One last interesting fact I have for you, okay, that kind of throws this off even more than it already is off, is that there is a similar figure slash creature slash whatever in Prague, okay, 
and he is known as Parak, or the Spring Man of Prague. And his story is literally the exact same story as Spring Hill Jack. But the Prague Man was seen around um, 1939 to like 1949. So specifically in that little time frame. And they even Mm -hmm. have like a similar physical description too. But I'm like, okay, maybe if there's a Prague one and we have this like UK one going on, like, is this just like a, a, a different like creature, like a, like a Bigfoot type, you know, like yeah. there's just a bunch of Spring Hill Jacks. That's so crazy. Cause I feel like I've, I've only ever heard it associated with the UK. I didn't know. Yeah. That he was just everywhere. Yeah, well... He's in different countries. He's in different countries. He's apparently in the United States and specifically in Prague. Specifically. So... Hmm. Interesting. You know, I don't really know. I really, truly am so baffled by this story. It just blows my mind. But, yeah. What do you believe about Spring Hill Jack, Savannah? Well, see, what I don't get, though, with this, this story and, you know... Yeah... Just just with this. Is that how is he still around? Well, if, so there haven't really been reports. Like, is he or no? Not really. Okay. Not really. No. Like, not since the 1900s. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm okay. sure people do that say, like, sense. oh, I saw Spring Hill Jack. But, like, they're not being serious, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. It could be an some sort of, like, entity that is, like... Like you said, the category of, um, like, ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I want to lean towards that one almost. Or Same. Either that or what I said before, how it was just, like, some guy and it sort yeah. of kind of got out of control. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's one of those two for sure. Now, which one? I don't know. I'm going to go with the entity just because that seems scarier and cooler. Yeah, cause, and you also believe the military, so... Oh, yeah. See, now that, <laughs> that part, yeah. it's just like, I don't know why they would, because in my mind, I'm like, a military force is not going to, like, say something, like, really crazy like that, that could be so controversial, like, of people being believed or not. I mean, maybe they yeah. would back then. No, I totally, I totally get that. But, like, that's like, it, that's like if the government, some military base here was like, yeah, we fought aliens, like, they would not come out and say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. My mind is struggling to grasp what I even believe on this one. But, yeah. Definitely go look at our Instagram to see pictures of Spring Hill Jack because, y'all, the renditions are insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah, we got we got some crazy ones today. And um, both of us are kind of a little, little bit of a mystery. I don't know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we love and hate a good mystery here. But, um... You know, maybe one day we will find the Amber Room and maybe Spring Hill Jack will be in it. <laughs> maybe. Wouldn't that I be a know. twist? Sure maybe. would be a twist. He's, he's the one guarding it. He's like, oh, you guys He's the guard. Him. He's the new guard. Wow. That would love that. Actually, I don't ever want to cr- come across Spring Hill Jack. I don't want him <laughs> messing with me at all. Uh, yeah, I don't either. And honestly, I feel like I don't even say that about many stories. But yeah, this one I don't want no part of. Spring Hill Jack, yeah, you can uh, stay over there. Thank that's you. That's actually so true. Every almost every story, you're like, I want to do that. I want to be abducted. I want this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like no, this one's this like one. no. We're staying away from this one. Yeah, I'm good. I would like to find the Amber Room though. 
Yeah. But I would not want to get killed trying to find it. So probably not going to try that one either. Yeah, we're not going to. We're going to stay away from treasure hunting, I think. I didn't say all that. <laughs> well, I am. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, definitely go check out our Instagram and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, but I don't really have anything else for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? Uh, no, that's it for me. Okay, well, then I guess we will see you guys next week. All right, cue the music. <laughs>